Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Aditi Kashikar, product documentation leader, um PMP certified product documentation leader at Automation Anywhere. Automation Anywhere is a leader in robotic process automation. Welcome Aditi to Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Gauri. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining us today, Aditi. You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Super. So Aditi just to bring everything into context, I just mentioned very briefly about your uh, profile. Uh, please help us a little bit more on what you're doing and uh, how how is that related to robotic process automation? Right. So uh, Gauri I'm heading the product documentation team in India for Automation Anywhere. Um so Automation Anywhere is one of the leaders in robotic process automation and uh my team in india we have two co-located i mean two remotely located teams rather actually one in bangalore and one baroda and we have the rest of our team in san jose we're about 24 globally of which there are 10 of us in india spread across baroda and bangalore uh we develop the product automation documentation for automation anywhere's um rpa platform that is the robotic process uh, automation platform along with um the other cognitive automation solutions so all of our documentation is hosted online uh, and available it's open on a, uh, external facing on docs.automationanywhere.com great so how did you initially get into documentation aditi uh well i've actually done my post graduation in mass communications from the indian institute of mass communications at new delhi Uh, and after a few short stints in corporate communications and content writing because i've always really loved writing and expressing myself with words uh one of my family friends happened to tell me about technical writing and technical documentation being a viable career option so i enrolled in a few short courses to pick up some knowledge on technical writing tools uh this was way back in 2006 so at that time adobe framemaker and robohelp were very popular tools So um after I did that course um Akash Dubey who's the founder for Technical Writers of India Twin uh, he was actually looking to hire a technical writer for his team at this company called Interwoven uh it was a bay area company headquartered company and uh, we were in the enterprise content management space so i think he liked my answer test paper as well as uh, you know the interview went well and that's how i found myself uh you know working with him in um uh, interwoven and that's how my career started in 2006 in technical writing very nice so you kind of followed your passion of writing yes absolutely 
Very nice. So you did mention that you have a team of 24 members. Uh, so mm-hmm. what's your documentation process and who do you normally get involved in it? Right. So um, like I said, we have all of our content online on docs.automationanywhere.com. Uh, so our docs portal really helps us to keep our content continuously refreshed and updated. And we follow a CICD, continuous integration, continuous development approach to content development. Let me tell you a little bit about that. Uh, so we definitely closely engage with product management and engineering teams in what is known as the requirements gathering and the backlog grooming phase. So we are really aware of what is likely documentation scope that's going to come up to support a particular product release. Um, Our whole company at Automation Anywhere, most of our functions extensively work in Jira. So we have product management and engineering adding user stories and tasks in Jira. And then we use that to identify our documentation scope, assess the impact and effort, and then convert those into documentation user stories and tasks, which are then assigned to different writers to work on over a period of a release. Um, writers in my team are very, very hands-on uh, on the products because they are really the surrogate users, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they typically start by doing a user and task analysis for every new feature or enhancement that they need to write about. They work very closely with uh, subject matter experts like developers and testers. Uh, we also have a very robust quality process, which is does not only involve, uh, you know, self and peer reviews, but also very, very thorough structural and developmental editing by our content architect and technical editor. And then finally, all of our documentation really needs to be approved and signed off by our product managers because we want to make sure that we've also covered the business and the functional aspects of content, of technical content, and not just stuck to what is known as the how-to or the task-based content. We also want to cover the what and the why. Like, why would a user want to read this content? What are they going to get out of it? How is it going to help them achieve their goals? And also, this ensures that our technical content is in alignment with our overall product messaging as well. Very nice. I really like the way the flow is going and um, very clear, defined process between the different team members. Super. Yeah. So what are the important factors uh, you and your team consider when creating documentation for your SaaS business? Right. So I think first and foremost, um, and I cannot repeat this enough, I think it's very important to truly understand the audience that you're writing content for. Uh, Because for any given product, component, feature, capability, right, there can be multiple users and you really need to understand user personas, user profiles. And what are the goals that your users are trying to achieve using your product? For me, that is actually half the battle won. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the times, writers tend to start thinking too much like the subject matter experts that they closely work with. So I think it's very important for us as writers to really take a step back, see the bigger picture, and also work with our customer-facing peers, you know, whether it's in marketing, in product management, in customer support, in sales engineering, partner enablement, right? We really need to understand what our users' usage scenarios are. Um, Another important factor that I've seen in uh, especially a company like ours where we have... um, you know, cloud-based products is really, uh, we are looking at products which get shipped very frequently, 
like for example, at Automation Anywhere, our next generation web-based and cloud-native platform known as Enterprise A2019 has releases every four to six weeks. So um, the kind of continuous integration, continuous development, documentation, infrastructure, and tools environment that we have created really helps to enable that because we are always sure that the content on our docs portal is the most up-to-date, the most accurate, and the latest content. So our users are really getting to see uh, fresh content and not have to look at something that may be outdated. Nice. Nice to hear, uh, Aditi. Uh, so again, this is a bit uh, tricky question. Have you seen any kind of reduction in your workload since introducing quality documentation? Very interesting question. So I will, uh, I would like to answer it in two ways. Um, mm-hmm. We have seen a reduction in our workload, but we've also, I think, seen a bigger reduction in the workload of two of our very important peers in our organization. And that is our uh, developmental engineers, the people in the engineering product organization, as well as our support engineers in the customer support organization. And let me tell you how. So I think um, we take documentation feedback very seriously. Um, All of the content on our docs portal, um, every little topic that's there has a send feedback option. So users who use our content can provide us feedback, they can rate the topic, they can add additional comments. And we very, very regularly and closely monitor the doc feedback. So what that has meant is that a lot of our content is continuously improved. We don't have to wait for a particular product release to come along to improve and rewrite or restructure content. And that has also meant that in this past one year that I've worked with the company, I've actually seen a lowering in the trend in terms of the number of documentation feedback tickets that are coming, which means that obviously we are closing those gaps and improving the content. But I think bigger and the part that really uh, makes me proud is that um, we have seen that a lot of our um, customer support organization has seen a dip in the number of customer support cases being filed, while our company has seen an exponential rise in the number of customers. So this is a bit of an anomaly because you don't really see that. You see a rise in number of customers and naturally a rise in the number of customer cases filed. True. But in our case, we've seen that there's been a dip in that. And we'd really like to attribute it to the fact that um, we have a case deflection uh, ratio, which is pretty pretty high. And when a customer is filing a particular ticket in Salesforce Service Cloud, which is our uh, CRM tool, uh, they have the option to start seeing suggested links to our documentation portal and knowledge base. And they actually click on that link and they get the information they want. So they don't end up actually even raising that support case. Uh, the other good thing that this has also resulted in is... Um, Since our content is continuously improved and worked upon, we are always looking to fix those knowledge gaps, not just for our users, but even for our support engineers. So internally as well, our support engineers are filing lesser number of cases to our engineering and product team for support because they are able to uh, answer customer queries much faster. And this again is aligning with what we call our knowledge-centered support KCS approach as well. So I think on the whole, there's been, you know, reduction in number of customer cases filed by users, as well as reduction in the number of cases that 
customer support has to get help from our product engineering team on. And this has really helped our product engineering team then focus on new product development rather than continuously helping support firefight cases. So how do you measure the quality of your documentation then um, if you if you say that the number of support uh, tickets has reduced? Right. So let me break this up into two parts. Like, firstly, what are we doing to ensure that quality content is published on our docs portal, right? So mm-hmm. um, our review process is very, very robust. Uh, you know, content is technically reviewed by our subject matter experts, like our developers and testers. Um uh, Since writers are so hands-on on the products and they are continuously validating the content that they are writing, we actually send content to our SMEs, which is almost 90% to 95% accurate. Uh, we also have hired two very strategic roles in our product documentation team. One is that of a content architect and the other is that of a technical editor. So these two people really work very closely with our writers to develop content structures, information models, workflows. And even our editor does a very, very stringent language and development edit. And then finally, our product management team also holistically looks at the content. So this ensures that content that's going out there is wholesome, it's technically accurate and well-written. So that's one of the things we're doing to ensure high docs quality. The other thing, like I mentioned, is that continuous improvement option, right? Where we try to solicit as much feedback from our external users. But we don't just stop there. We have an internal docs staging portal as well, which has our work-in-progress content, which is uh, the one that we are working on before we publish it or push it to our production main docs.automationanywhere.com content. So a lot of our peers... Uh, especially those customer-facing peers I was talking to you about, the sales engineering people, the mm-hmm. partner enable, any, the partner enablement team, the customer support team. We send our content, which is even work in progress to them, you know, to review. So we are very, very sure that what we are publishing and putting out is technically accurate as well. Very nice. So you mentioned that all your documentation are publicly available. So are you generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Yes, absolutely. And actually, we monitor our, um, you know, the metrics on our site uh, very, very closely uh, using Google Analytics. And uh, just last week, actually, we shared some metrics with our senior management team. And close to 30% of our search traffic is actually organic and coming from Google and other search engines. So that's definitely something that we are very proud of. Very nice. Very nice to hear, uh, Aditi. So you must be very proud. (laughs) Yes. And uh, the docs portal for docs.automationanywhere.com has been live for the last about one year and a month. So even, uh, you know, on the one year anniversary of the portal, we shared a lot of really good, strong data with our senior leadership and management team. And I think, uh, you know, just to see the sheer number of page views, the number of uh, visitors, the number of active user sessions on our docs portal uh, every day is, uh, you know, just continuously increasing. And I'm actually very proud to say that our highest user base is coming from India. So, you know, that really tells you that people in India also are very, very uh, clued into the whole robotic process automation space. They want to learn as much about our products and the product documentation is their really their first single source of truth that they first access. 
Very nice. So, um, how often do you update your documentation then? Uh, to be very frank, pretty much every day. Like um, the content that our authors write in the source environment gets pushed to the staging environment every ninety minutes, and uh, almost every day we have a push to production. Uh, sometimes because of the sheer quantum of data. right we don't always expect that all of the content gets uh, refreshed we just look at then certain blocks of content which are important to get out there that our uh, backend doc tool steam publishes for us all right so you mentioned that uh, uh, you do generate quite a lot of organic uh, traffic search traffic from your knowledge base are there any particular uh, article or category you have noticed uh, contributing to this uh, traffic Yes, um, so it's very typically first and foremost what is known as the release notes, uh, because that really gives you a summary of what's new in a particular product, uh, what are the defects that the company has fixed in the previous versions. So we see most of our traffic on our release notes, uh, whether it is for our legacy products or whether it is for our uh, new next generation enterprise RPA platform. the other content that we find uh, that is uh, generating a lot of traffic is the installation content because naturally so i think a lot of people uh, first and foremost after looking at the release notes then want to know how to install set up and configure our platform along with the other products that are built on top of it and um, given that our ours is an rpa platform um, bots the software bots are really uh, you know the building block or the foundational elements of our product so we see a lot of traffic on uh, those topics which have to do with how to create and build these different types of bots very nice very nice so let's move on to our rapid fire round now so sure who have I'm you all set <laughs> <laughs> super so who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career Well I have been fortunate to have some really strong mentors um throughout my career but I would have to probably single out my first documentation manager Akash Dubey because he had a lot of faith in me and my abilities and uh, he gave me the opportunities to play to my strengths and help me grow um and I think right now I find that I'm working with a very very inspiring and empowering leader Kathy Clemens uh, she's my manager and based in San Jose um she has uh, the same vision that I do for documentation she believes in the same strategic value that documentation brings to a particular company so i think uh, you know these two people uh, have been very instrumental and continue to be instrumental in my career very nice so can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently Well, I try to uh, tune into a lot of webinars on Bright Talks, um, especially the ones on technical communications. I find them very, very relevant. Um, the most recent one that I listened to, and again because I'm working from home, I think I get a lot more time now to uh, tune into these podcasts and webinars. Was uh, how to become a data-driven documentation team? Because I think um, senior leadership. Um, in most companies uh, loves data and i think it's very important for them to um, show them the value uh, of our function 
uh, through data. And I think, uh, you know, that podcast helped me go back, dig up some own data of my own to share with my senior leadership team as well. Great. So what does that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Um, I would definitely say break down silos, you know, and collaborate not just with your traditional peers who are developers and testers, the so-called SMEs, but really reach out to and connect with those in more customer-facing roles like uh, customer support, sales engineering, partner enablement, marketing, training, uh, UI, UX, because I found that the insights that you gain from interactions with these people, uh, you know, are tremendous and they really help you to up the value of the content that you're creating. Very nice. So that's that's great, Aditi. Do you have any other uh, information you would like to share with us before we say uh, goodbye to this uh, podcast? Well, I'd definitely like you to thank you for this opportunity. I think uh, this was really very interesting uh, to talk about you know, my journey as a technical writer, how I got into it. And also, I think about the kind of documentation process that we follow, because I've worked now in a fair number of companies in my career so far. And I found that in each place, documentation has a unique role to play. And uh, just being able to sort of, you know, relive my experience at Automation Anywhere for the last one year has been, uh, you know, has been tremendous. And uh, it's nice to share it with Uh, you know, a larger audience, because I do believe in the adage, knowledge shared is knowledge gained. So I'm hoping that people uh, learn from my podcast. Very nice. So um, as you have always stressed, I really like the way you break down things into silos, have it being a reduction in workload, you were able to categorize it with different departments, how they get uh, benefited from a quality documentation. And uh, of course, you've got a bigger team to manage and that will bring its own challenges. At the same time, great learnings too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I think as a manager, as a leader, I think one of the most uh, fulfilling things about what I do is, uh, you know, seeing people in my team develop learn, grow, giving them opportunities that play to their strengths so that they can continue to succeed and then uh, watching them mentor some of the newer people in our team. So I think it's a it's a full circle and it's really, uh, you know, it's very, very uh, satisfying, I think. Very nice. Thank you. So once again, thank you, Aditi, for sharing your unique experience and your journey. I really appreciate the time you spent with us today and giving this valuable uh, podcast to listen to our audience. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.